NC Scout, and I am sitting here today with a very good friend of mine, a fitness trainer from the Northeast. Dude is seriously one of the most in-shape guys that I've ever met, and he's been to a bunch of classes. He's really impressed me. He has got a knowledge series out there on physical fitness for the partisan that is up on AmericanPartisan.org. Incredibly well-written. And I must say also the most meticulous note taker that I think I have ever met. Uh, and that is from being, you know, years in academia, years in the United States Army. And, you know, seeing, seeing a guy take notes like this is really on another level. But without further ado, my very good friend, Mr. Conan. What's up, brother? What's up, bro? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So it's it's great to finally get you on a show and let a lot of the people out there who have read your work up on AP hear your voice and kind of hear hear your story and get, you know, your approach to fitness, because you are without a doubt. I say this in, in the most sincere way possible. You are one of the most in-shape people I have ever met. You're definitely the most in-shape dude that I've ever had come to class. And, I mean, I've, I've had active duty guys. I've had active duty soft guys, special operations guys come through class. And you put them to shame, bro. Yeah, thanks, man. I, uh, I really appreciate that. I, uh, I I was wondering about that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, well, you know, I, I approach fitness – from the point of view of just a regular person, I was never athletic when I was in school or, you know, I never got into any sports or anything. And I came into fitness, uh, you know, from a very non-traditional background. Uh, I was just a chubby kid. And um, and when I was in college, my older brother started working out and he felt he was all that. And he started making fun of me. So I uh, started working out, too, just because I, I, I wanted to compete with him. And then I also wanted to improve my hookup prospects with the, with the ladies. So I lost the weight and I looked better but uh i still wasn't super serious about my approach it was just something i guess i had to do like okay well i gotta go to the gym if i want to look okay and then after i got out of college uh and i was looking all right and i doing better with the women but you know it's not what i was not that not the end result that i really was looking for and i got out of college i, I got a, i had a very serious injury which left me really uh messed up for about six or seven months and that changed my view of the role of physical fitness in my life altogether i recovered from the injury and i said well okay, I can't, I can't take my body for granted ever again. I really have to develop it as best as I can. Um, and so I started working actually as a personal trainer, despite being out of college with a degree in accounting, I decided to work as a personal trainer because I was just so excited to have my, my, you know, full, full movement back. I, uh, I had a paralysis injury actually. And so I got exposed oh, wow. as a personal wow. trainer. Yeah. Yeah. I was paralyzed for seven months. And I couldn't work out. I couldn't do anything. I was feeling sorry for myself. I was feeling like crap. It was my left hand, but you know, any amount of loss of movement is gonna is gonna you know really weigh you down. Um, yeah. And so uh, yeah, I got into the personal. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, you know, it's like yeah. you take for granted yeah. so much. So, so I got into uh, I got into the personal training, and and that was really when I got exposed to a whole bunch of tons of different approaches to lifting what was able to, it was almost like a laboratory you know in which i could see who's doing what what's working you know and uh um the, the athletes do this the bodybuilders do that powerlifters. so i got a really really broad exposure to stuff and it was interesting um um but uh so i was kind of, kind of trying to cover the waterfront and see what it is i wanted to do with fitness and then eventually i as a as a trainer uh, I, I ended up hooking up with a guy named tony who was a fellow personal trainer and that was definitely a huge turning point so the 
the, after the injury and after getting into physical fitness and whatever, I met this guy, Tony, he was, uh, I really would say he's your stereotypical, uh, ghetto ex-con, you know, gym guy. Uh, he was humongous. Oh my God. He, he, yeah, he was, he, every he, gym he, has got that dude, man, that, that gym rat that's in there. Yeah. He's got a story, you know? Uh, I, I would have never found out what it was because, you know, he was just very antisocial. Uh, you know, he, uh, he was very antisocial and, uh, he, he had been in then out of prison. He had tattoos and everything. And he was like, he was like five. He missed his calling in life. He, if he didn't get into crime, he could have gotten into, into NFL or something like that. You know, he was just a specimen. And he yeah. would come into the gym from a two-hour train ride. He would come in with a 30-pack of beer in him, stinking of alcohol, it, it, like just starting his hangover, but ready to lift weights. So I would, he was an absolute animal at 5 a.m. You know, and all I had to do was walk 20 minutes to the gym. And I was like, okay, well, I really can't complain here. This guy's you know, coming out of here from Brooklyn. Anyway, he was an animal, man, and he would be able to, he would be able to bench 365 for reps in a hangover. And he was just – Wow. Was, Dude. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. He, he was ferocious. I don't know how he did it day after day, and he would just rip at that barbell as if – I mean I had never seen anything like it. But uh, I decided I should try to imitate that example. So he really brought a lot of the ferocity to my understanding of how things need to go. You know, It's like are you, are you going to do this as going through the motions or is this do or die time and you're really just – you're really putting your all into it. And I was able to see it in action and see, okay, that's what I need to try to do. And and at least I had that visual example. He was an absolute animal, and he just he he I made huge gains with him that I just didn't think were possible without drugs or anything. Yeah. But uh, you know, he just forced them, made me lift, made me lift. You know, didn't take no for an answer for me. And what do you know? I got I I must have packed 20 pounds of muscle on that year. You know, just because I was hitting loads so heavy. You know that I I'd, I never thought I could do. And and so he helped me along with that. And then after that, uh, when I left, I parted ways with Tony, uh, and I went to another gym. I actually ended up meeting. So this was a second important development. I met a, a actually a, an inf, a USMC infantry officer. He was already probably in his 40s or something, and I saw him doing weird lifts, like very untraditional stuff. And so I asked him what he was doing, and he told me about this book that he read, which gave him all of his ideas called Dinosaur Training by a guy named Brooks Cubic. And so I picked up a copy of Dinosaur Training, and that was that's like my bible. Like that was it, it, it was a it it took the bodybuilding concept that I kind of been, I'd been bodybuilding and kind of following the Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, try to get as pretty as possible. And that turned everything yeah. on its head. He, it's basically a dinosaur training is a mix of powerlifting and, and lifting awkward objects like sandbags, barrels, things like that. And he was talking about old time strongman um, um, techniques and like and the like and how they had faded from, you know, from use. But they were these were where the real strength builders were a superb, yeah. superb book. Points of hard work or old school lifts. And so with that, I basically dispensed with any bodybuilding where I was, you know, pumping up or I was using, you know, cables or kind of modern conveniences. And it was, I just switched all to, you know, to iron lifting and to sandbags and, and, uh, you know, and, and thick dumbbells and things. And so I, 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 that really did, I got even more gains. I got to my strongest lifting ever, uh, with that combination there. And, and then, um, and, and so that was pretty good. That had me going for a while. And then, uh, and, Eventually, though, as as anybody who does it lives a physical life is going to have happen. I got a lot of injuries, um, you know, just from trying to be all I could be. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out so well. So I ended up getting a herniated uh, disc in my lower back and I had uh, two shoulder injuries, one on each side. I ended up needing surgery. And so I went through a really like a, a low activity phase again. And I was now in my mid 30s oh, at yeah. that point. And so I started gaining getting soft, you know, and, and just not feeling so good because I wasn't able to attend to the weights and the lifting and everything the way I had been. And I was getting older. And so I was just feeling like, you know, like I needed something different. I needed to revamp things yet again, because in order to deal with the new metabolic conditions of that phase of my life. And so while I was doing diet research and to see how I should proceed, then I happened on the next big revelation for me, which was this book called The Warrior Diet by a guy named Ori Hoffmeckler. And he talks about uh, – the, the book basically proposes to eat one meal a day uh, in the evening, and he also gets pretty heavy into supplementation, which is something that I was never really into. Like I kind of dismissed supplements before as you know, you just don't know what you're getting or, oh, the mass gainers or all like, you know, they promised the world. And I was just disappointed, so I decided to just ditch them for natural approaches to, you know, to nutrition and whatever. But anyway, like I said, I was getting soft, so I decided I was going to try the warrior 
your diet, which was this one meal a day diet lifestyle. And that's what I've been yeah. doing actually ever since for for 10 years. I couldn't believe, and I started doing just basic supplementation, although I got, I couldn't believe how much weight I'd lost. I was, I, I mean, suddenly I was back to having a six pack all the time with almost no effort. I was feeling energetic. I was feeling awesome. And my, you know, all my blood panels got better, like almost all at once. And yeah. uh, I was like, wow. Okay. So, so that was the next big piece. There was the nutrition side of it, which again, being young, I didn't need to care about, but now I suddenly had to. And then, so that came into view. And then ever since I've been doing the dual kind of approach of the dinosaur training and the, you know, the, in other words, the intense lifting and this intermittent fasting program very faithfully, um, uh, things have really been, you know, sustainable. I've been, I've been leaner than ever, but I, you know, I still make sure to like, I'm not a fitness monk. I still enjoy the poisons of the fun poisons of life. You know, I, I like to hang out. I like to drink, you know, I like to eat oh, junk yeah. food. And so, you know, I don't look at this from the point of view of like, you know, uh, everything has to be perfect or you have to, you know, be like, I'm not super strict, but I do adhere to certain things, you know, very diligently so that I can loosen up and enjoy myself. And then, uh, finally, I started martial arts at the late age in my forties. And so I started that about three years ago and I've adjusted my workout since to include a lot more conditioning suited towards the martial arts, uh, um, programming. And so that's pretty much it. That's a little bit of a, a background on me. I, I really try to approach fitness from a, a common man's point of view. Uh, no fancy words, no fancy lingo, no, no excessive scientific terms or, you know, you, you know, all of the stuff that you see in the fitness fitness mag. I, I just can't stand any of that. Like I like to try to break yeah. things down for the common person, you know, but you know, it's really quite amazing what a regular person can do if they have the determination and the knowledge you can do hum incredible things. You don't have to be a genetically gifted necessarily. You know, you don't have to be super smart or, or anything, you know, you just have to have a couple of, you know, basic understanding of things, you know, and, uh, and, and you're, you're going to do great, you know, as long as you're serious. Yeah. hundred percent, man. hundred <clears throat> percent, you know, in, you mentioned a couple of things that really significant. They kind of it dovetails the conversations we've had in the past. First on the keto diet, because the keto diet versus OMAD or, or one meal a day, as far as nutritional concerns go, you know, like that that's a big debate that's out there among a lot of a lot, a lot of people in the know. And you know, the keto diet is, is really, really uh, popular with a lot of folks, you know, low carb uh, or in some cases, zero carb and very high fat, high protein. Um, but that, that diet doesn't work for a lot of people, man. And, um, it, you know, a lot of times people can hit the wall. They can have a hard time maintaining ketosis. Like for me personally, my hydration level is is paramount to success with keto because if if i'm if i'm going low carb for a while and i'm doing a keto diet i have to drink between a gallon and a gallon and a half of water a day and if i don't it's crazy man it triggers migraines with me no so kidding. it's yeah it, it's it can be it and and i know it too like um like it 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 can work it can work and, it, and and when it works it works well but it's not perfect omad on the other hand one meal a day doing that when you know when when i'm not on the road when i'm at home you know works a little bit better and we've had that conversation in the past um what's your thoughts about keto because you had some interesting opinions about it yeah I, I, I've done keto and i've also done I, I guess we'll call it its cousin the uh paleo diet uh which I think has probably more protein, but they're similar in the sense that they're very e extremely carb restrictive. Uh, you know, really uh, excellent for um, you know for metabolism. It's good for definitely good for weight loss. The only issue I ran into with that when you have like you know when you really cut back the carbs to such a low level, um, I I found I wasn't as strong for my, my maximum lifts, you know, and I, I, I like to lift heavy weights. I, I try to keep the reps low and I wasn't really finding my, I was pretty weak against the barbell in a consistent fashion. Uh, and that kind of bothered me. Uh, you know, I mean, there was the other part of it too, which is, you know, my wife's a great cook and, and I wasn't really able to eat a lot of what she had to offer because it was just steak and salad every night, you know? Um, right. and so I, I, I kind of drifted away from it because of that. Just, just, so the one meal a day I still do, but I like to, I like to have the, um, you know, the, 
the some carbo, you know, carbs like rice or starches or stuff that you're not supposed to have on the keto or the one meal a day. I, I like, well, the one right. meal a day, I guess it's pretty flexible, but yeah, I like to have those carbs because I feel like they help my barbell lifts. They also help my, you know, like my high output conditioning stuff. I just feel like they're a better fuel source for the stuff I'm doing. If I weren't so active or doing stuff five, six days a week, I probably would cut back the carbs significantly because, you know, that's just healthier. It's just the, the, the place to be. And most people, aren't so active that they need, you know, you know, they could do well to be on the keto or, or something carb restricted, uh, because again, they're not that active for the most part. I think for really active pe people though, you know, I, I would say that some carbs might be necessary if you're high output, you do some high output work. Yeah. No, nah, definitely, man. Like the, you know, a lot of people, I think they have a fundamental misunderstanding of the role of carbohydrates in a diet. You know, like they like carbs are there to provide energy that your your body is right. uh, is is going to burn off, and the protein is there as a supplemental uh, tool. It's a building block that your cells need. They need for regeneration, and um, you know, so it it really, man. There, there's a lot of people when they get started with with specific diets. And they're not really sure like what their needs actually are, you know, based on their lifestyle. And I mean, seriously, man, like a, like a lot of people lead a mostly sedentary lifestyle, which right. is really not doing them any favors either, because, you know, if, if you're sitting around a lot and you're not moving around, but you're taking in a lot of protein and low carbs, it, that can help you. Sure. But you're not really your body is not really, uh, utilizing that protein either. And it, you know, in bad cases in really severe cases, it can end up, uh, damaging people's kidneys. Oh, exactly. Or causing stuff like gout or whatever. Yeah. You have to, yeah. you have to, your body has to have a, this need for whatever, whether it's carbs or protein or whatever, everything, everything has to be, you know, put into the body in a, in a sort of a, a strategic fashion or, or you'll end up either with, with fat gain because you don't need the calories or you'll end up with metabolic issues because you don't need that excess of protein, you know, whatever. So yeah, you have to have a reason for uptake and you know, just like you're saying. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, that's, that's where people really need to stop and look at their general, let's say, what's the, what is their week go like, you know, how much activity is really occurring. And if it's uh, up and down and it's kind of like some days more, some days less, well, you know, you can, you should, you can structure accordingly uh, so that your eating matches your physical fitness output. Uh, it's very important. And, and you know, uh, carbs, do have their role, uh, you know, you really can't do, uh, uh, you know, if you're a, an athlete of some sort or you have some high intensity engagements, you know, daily, I, I'm not saying you have to have carbs, but, uh, I, I would, I would say I'm not the only person that's going to say you're going to fall short with your output if you're not carving up sufficiently to, you know, to provide you with that, you know, that high energy fuel for the high energy engagements, you know, protein and, uh, um, fat don't provide the same, uh, level of, uh, of energy in my, in my view as, as the carbs do. So, you know, if you're active, you know, more carbs is, is appropriate. You don't have to be so, you know, like black and white, like, oh, well, I shouldn't have any carbs or, or, you know, it, it doesn't have to go so, so strictly. You, you definitely want to gauge it based on what it is you're actually doing. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And, um, you know, shifting gears a little bit, but definitely along those lines, you know, you mentioned your approach to training being heavy weights and low reps versus, you know, some, you know, w when I was in the army, kind of the approach that, that a lot of people wanted to take back then was, especially when you were in garrison, because when, when you weren't deployed, dudes, like what like we all look forward to deploying because we were going to bulk up, man. We were just going to, you know, blow up overseas and then when you got back home though when you were back in garrison you didn't want to be that big because you were doing a lot more running um you're doing a lot more uh cardio intensive exercises and you don't necessarily want to be carrying around all that extra weight and doing you know just bulk muscle mass um because you you know you're doing a lot of high impact pack stuff you're doing a lot of long distance running and rucking and and um you're gonna naturally lean out a little bit anyway but you know one of, one of the things though is that you know low low weight or relatively low weight and high rep training was kind of always the standard and that was kind of what was 
reinforced and that was the thinking behind a lot of stuff and here you are kind of turning that on its head saying you know heavyweights and low reps talk me through just a a basic like a basic workout with you okay what what would that look like so so now you know i I like your question. I'm I'm not, I'm not against high reps. Um, I they have their place as well. But uh, I like to break things down like this. If you're going to do strength training for the sake of building strength, well, I think the amount of the load is an important aspect of that. You know, you're building your strength. Well, that you know, it's a numbers issue. You know, uh, you're uh, benching uh, whatever. You know, two hundred pounds. And you want to build your strength. Well, you, you want to get it so that you're benching more than 200 pounds if you want to increase your strength. So it's, it's a number state. It's a mathematical thing. And, and uh, I think strength is really, you know, is the most important thing to be attending to if, you know, at the basic level. You need to be strong. You need to be building your muscles. And you have to be lifting loads, which are challenging the muscles, and, and, and not in an endurance sense, you know, where you're, you know, okay, you know. 10, 15 reps into it, you start to burn. You need, I, I think it's important to have the ability to, to be, to go maximal because sometimes, you know, the situation calls for maximum strength. And the only way to build that is with low reps. Um, you can hit the, the more intermediate and, and low uh, weights for higher reps. I like to do that when I do my conditioning work. Um, I think that's a great place to do that. And, and, and when I say conditioning, I'm talking about, and I mentioned this in my articles on American Park, where you have strength building, which is the low rep affair. It's in and out. It's quick. You know, you do a set of three, four, five reps with heavy load. You can't do six because it's too heavy. Maybe you can't even do two or three. You can only do one, you know, um, right. and that's the strength part. So that's strength training versus conditioning, which I think is absolutely fundamental and can't be left on the table either. Uh, and that's going to be the more high rep stuff, the stuff that gets you breath or, you know, absolute in- max intensity, you know, let's say jumping up and down or, or running as fast as you can, you know, for a sprint or something, that type of thing, bursts of activity at max output. That's, you can do a lot more reps that way because you're not, you know, hitting external loading or you're not necessarily hitting a, a barbell. You're, you're doing reps, you're doing, a, you know, you're, you're, you're out of breath, you're, you're sticking exercises together. So, so I hit that part too, which is kind of more, you know, in line with this stuff you're talking about with, you know, the, um, you know, you want to be light and fast. Well, that's what the conditioning is for. And, and when I, and I'm not into bulking up either. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I used to be much more into it at this point though, you know, I, I'm almost as strong as I've ever been. I mean, I'm in my mid forties, so I'm not in, in a strength at the, as my twenties, but I'm not far and, and I'm not huge either. As far as, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I still can do it set of 20 chin-ups, you know, I can still run fast. I'm not so heavy that I bear, I load myself down. I just have a couple of discrete low rep, heavy duty engagements to keep those strength levels, kind of like remind my muscles, this is what you need to be able to do in the maximum sense. And then again, I, I also do a lot of the conditioning work, especially for the martial arts where I work the bag or I'll stick exercises together. I'll stick a bunch of body weight exercise together. So I make sure to cover the waterfront there. And again, you know, um, the conditioning does hinge on, on being light enough with your body weight and whatever that you can be effective and move around in with your own body, you know, versus being a heavy bodybuilder who is, you know, like, like 225, but can't even do two chin-ups, you know, um, yeah. you know, so, so I, I, yeah, you know, so I, I, I balance it that way, but you could still do heavy loading, do a couple of discrete and, you know, sets, maybe two or three exercises, a couple of sets of piece, low reps, bam, you've hit your maximum strength requirement. And then after that, you know, I do, I go to the conditioning as a follow-up. So that, that's kind of how I break things down in those camps. You know, I, I do the high rep stuff, but I put it in the context of, you know, a full conditioning engagement where I'm also breathless or I'm doing multiple things that engage the full body, stuff like that, um, in a more realistic fashion. Yeah. Dude, it, so, you know, along those lines, when, when we break down heavyweight versus lightweight, everybody kind of has their unique thought process behind that and a lot of times i know when people are are beginning a a weight training program and they think like oh man you know i gotta bench my body weight that's that's a goal for a lot of people is is one rep at their body weight and that's a challenge man that that is a challenge for a lot of people out there and you should be able to do you know kind of I don't know, man, like, like one of the, one of the standards that we had was that you can do 10 reps with your body weight 
And that was kind of like anything below that was considered or anything, I, I would say like less than 135, 145 would be considered low weight. And anything more than that up to your body weight and going heavier would be considered heavyweight. What's your personal definition of, of that? Well, for me, uh, I think I think it is good just as sort of an aside. It's good to have standard you're trying to to meet or to adhere to, uh, and it's going to change with age, of course. But uh, you know, I'm pretty ambitious. The guys I roll with, you know, I've set physical fitness standards for them. Um, well, we've agreed on them, you know, because it's like, listen, if you want to, if you want to be, you want know, running and gunning and stuff, you know, you you got to have a, a standard to adhere to. And so, uh, you know, there are kind of general as far as the lifting is concerned, you know general ranges that a person wants to be in, assuming they're, f you know, fully mobile and, and, and they don't have any injuries or anything. So, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, for example, benching your weight for 10 reps is probably a pretty good place to be. But uh, for me, I, you know, I, I would, my heavy bracket of, of loading or, you know, I, I'm a five rep guy. Like I like the number five. I don't think I go over five reps on any lift. Uh, in most cases, except body weight stuff's different, chin-ups, whatever, you know, that's a rep affair, push-ups, you're not going to do a set of five push-ups, you right. know, but, uh, or right. five dips, but when it comes to barbell loading, dumbbell loading, things like that, where you have an external load to deal with, I like to work with five and under, um, there's reasons for that, um, I've, I've, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get too into the science, I'm not super familiar with it either, but I've read, you know, back in my early days as a personal trainer, when I was taking in all the information and seeing what I wanted to do, um, the 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 one to five rep bracket is really you know we'll, we're going to call that maximum loading you know where again you can't do six that works on a yeah. particular set of muscle fibers the strongest fibers they have the highest growth potential uh they're the strongest to bring to bear you know if you need them and so that's what i really focus on is those strong they're called the two b muscle fibers so the two b's are are their strongest in and highest growth potential. And that's where I really focus my attention on the barbells and dumbbells and stuff. You know, and then you got the two A fibers, which, you know, really activate, let's say, between five and 12 reps, which is really the eight to 12 rep bracket is really where most people do their work. I know it's been popularized. Most people don't want to get into maximum lifting because it's it's just that sort of that that notion isn't really out there. Um, I talk about this in my post, you know, where uh, bodybuilding has essentially set the tone for many people in the way they approach lifting. And that's really a very much of an eight to 12 rep affair and you load the bar up with whatever you could do for eight to 12. I always got better yep. results for maximum strength building with, with the low reps and, you know, and the dinosaur training book I read, he made a good point. I'm going to try to paraphrase it. He said, if you're going to the gym to lift weight, then well, God damn it, lift some weight, you know, and really put some load on that bars. You know, it's not this affair where it's like, Oh, it burns. Nah, man, it's serious. It's just heavy, you know, and you're out all out engagement. And that's how, you know, that, that I, I agree with that. You want to be ready for that all-out engagement, um, and, and there's other ways to approach the, the more endurance -y stuff, but again, that's a something that people leave very frequently on the table is, is they don't do the maximum loading, uh, and they, they're like, oh, well, I don't want to get that big order. No, I think there's a, 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 you know, a fear of sorts you know, because the maximum load, it doesn't permit for, oh, seven or eight reps into it, it starts to burn, and then you come to fatigue. You can either do it or you can't, and there's a do-or-die aspect about that, which I think kind of turns people off. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the bodybuilding stuff is much more user-friendly. Again, the eight to 12 rep sets, you know, the, the lighter loads, things like that. And that really never did it for me. Like, yeah. I think that a person needs to have maximum strength to bring to bear should the occasion call for it. And again, that's just not very much, you know, done by most people in the gym from what I can see. Nah, that, that's true, man. I think a, a lot of people, especially those, I mean, even if they've been in the game a long time, they like, they get to a point where they're training to be training rather than training for a purpose. Yep. And, you know, you, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. Like, like the guys that you roll with and you know, that you've, you've come down and, and you've taken a bunch of classes with me and, you know, you're offering your own, own stuff uh, up in the Northeast, which is just, just blowing it out of the water, man. I think that's, that's awesome. And, you know, you, you're, you're giving them a realistic expectation. Like, you know, you have to be able to move. I think that is something that is lost in in a lot of cases on, you know, the larger preparedness community, you know, the, the, the gun community for sure. Like there's a certain stereotype that, you know, when, when we think of a, you know, a, a gun guy, 
right? You know, a range bunny that's always at the range. And, you know, we kind of, it has a negative connotation to it. I mean, I think it's a, it's a disservice if we don't, and you got to be real with them and, and say like, look, you know, you have to be able to move. And the other part of that is, is that, all right, so, you know, like, like you can move, but if you don't train for a purpose, you're putting yourself at severe risk for an injury. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you have to, when, you, you know, that you're right about that. It, there's, it saddens me that, you know, anytime I, I, you know, get with, you know, gun guys or whatever, and almost invariably they're out of shape, you know, and, and they give too little attention to that aspect of it. I mean, they may shoot like super, you know, great, you know, par times or whatever. They, you know, their draw stroke is really quick or whatever. But, you know, uh, you throw a pack on them and you have to, you know, run around in the woods and, and you know, it's, it's a very short and quick affair and it doesn't go so good. So, so yeah, you, you know, I, I think uh, um, it's important to uh, orient your training to, you know, to some productive end. For a lot of people too, you know, like, and, and again, I do mention this in the American Partisan Post I make, you know, the, the nebulous, oh, I want to, trim down and tone up or you know well you know i gotta work out because the doctor said so whatever you know that's 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 you're just going through the motions and you know you may really not get much out of it or or you may do you know you may get injured from that you know you, you need to yeah you need to look at what you're doing you need to orient your your fitness and your training to your goals and uh you know and you need to also uh you know take take things into account like rest periods and you know, days off and things like that. Um, you know, and again, I don't think a lot of people take the global look or view of their fitness and exercise to, you know, to get into that. And, and it's, you know, it, it's easier to just, I don't know, get on a treadmill, watch a TV for a few minutes or go through the machine circuit and call it a day, you know? So, right. So, um, so what I'm, what, I, what I'm trying to do here is actually, that's, this is what my goal is with, with the American partisan. I'm trying to bring, you know, real fitness, information to partisans in a way that that is useful to partisans you know i'm not i, I don't i'm not trying to address people who want to trim down and tone up or these you know I, I that doesn't mean anything to me you know i'm trying to get to people it's like okay you want to run and gun in the woods i mean everyone ever has that romantic view of that like yeah i'm gonna go battle all right well great you know what do you got and right. so uh you know i'm trying to bring that outlook to people like you need to be healthy you need to be mobile you need to be strong. You know, you have to have your health in order, too, in a sense of like, you know, you have to have some some, you know, some lung capacity. You know, you can't be uh, uh, taking a regimen of 10 medications, you know, and, and say it's under medical control. You know, you really have to to get serious and healthy. And so, you know, that's that's what I'm trying to bring here. And, and, and I'd like to even take the time now to announce that uh, I'm actually a uh, brush beater and I are going to be uh, collaborating right. to offer. Yeah, man. And uh, uh, the American Partisan uh, sorry, Physical Fitness for the American Partisan course uh, on July 8th and 9th. So what I'm going to try to do right. I'm going to try to bring the partisans a two-day, one-stop shop, what you need to know about fitness. That if, you, if I die the day after that, but you get all the knowledge from me, you know what you need to know. And I mean, I guess maybe that's kind of a bold statement. Like, I'm not saying I have all the end-all, be-all answers or I'm a guru or anything like that. But I'll tell you what. I've been on the same outlook and program, and it's been working like a charm for me. I have, you know, my personal training clients. I've had a laboratory to work with. I've had 27 years of experience. I want to bring this to partisan and say, okay, here is your no bullshit. This is how you're going to get your act together and be able to run and gun in the woods. Two-day workshop right here. You don't need to know really much more. If you want to, that's fine. If you want to diversify, you want to do the fun stuff, but I'm bringing people the one-stop shop knowledge on how to get fitness for the American partisan, how to get into the run and gun in the woods mode so that you're running, gunning, you're feeling good, you're, you're achieving your objectives, and you're ready for action right yeah, after man. that again um, and it, with a mix of good food, good exercise, what to do, how to approach your workouts, rest times, like really the full workup there. It, it's not rocket science, though, you know, and that's the thing. You know, it's, it's basic stuff that anybody would – level of, of, of understanding is going to be able to, to get grasp and then you know take action on right after that uh so yeah i'd like to bring other partisans what it is that i've learned and and and, and it's been working quite well for me especially i was actually very happy that after i started particularly after i took your scout course and i started getting into the more hands-on small units stuff i was really happy that you know all of the stuff that i had done uh in fitness because i'd never done anything like that before that i I had done in fitness for the previous 20 and some odd years was like, wow, it seamlessly blended with the yeah. running and gunning in the woods action. 
uh, with the conditioning, the strength. I mean, I had to use the full spectrum of stuff there in that single weekend. And I was like, okay, good. This is really the right track. And so that really inspired me after you offered me an opportunity to write for your website. I was like, I'm really going to start putting everything through the lens of how to run and gun in the woods. This is it. This is, you know, these are the things you need to know. And, and that's what I'm trying to bring here with this course in July. Yeah, man. And, <clears throat> you know, in a scout course, especially the one here in North Carolina, you know, because it's it's where we've offered it in other places where, you know, where I've, I've done it in other places. It's always a physical challenge, you know, because you're you're on your feet the whole time. You know, you're you're doing a lot of stuff. There's a lot of moving around and, you know, you're you're tired distance. You, you know, you get wore out. But here. You know, here, man, it, it's as as you know, those hills are rough. Oh, yeah. Uh, those hills are rough, man, especially, you know, you, you're kind of getting into the final phase of the course. And, um, dude, it, you know, it, it's, it's hard. And uh, guys, guys would gas out, you know, and, and even even people who, you know, I consider to be in pretty decent shape, but they're not necessarily in fighting shape. You know, That's right. it, it's, it's one thing to be in the gym. It's one thing to be hitting the gym and hitting the cardio. Like you were saying, you know, you do the machine circuit, you know, you, you hit the treadmill and everything. It's another though, to know like, all right, you know, I'm putting on this chest rig with, you know, six mags or however, you know, however much kit you've got on carrying your rifle, you know, and all of a sudden we got to friggin, you know, assault this hill or break contact or, you know, all, all these different things. And you're doing it in a in a very dynamic environment that's that's pretty steep. Um, you know, I mean, that, that especially especially the last hill that uh, your class <laughs> was right. moving up, bro, that's that's rough. Oh, there was a lot of face plants on that one. That's right. I mean, that's that's some rough terrain to be moving in, you know, and, absolutely especially in the way I remember that, that too that kind of marked the experience for me like okay run up the hill do some shooting oh okay well I gotta run change direction right. run up the hill again some more shooting yeah. run down the hill try not to fall you know and, and it's all happening and it's going on and on and even just you know oh and then you got to do a drag oh someone just got shot got to drag them you know yeah. all that stuff's happening so quickly whatever and you know if you aren't training for that on, on the physical fitness level to say nothing of the tactical level which you know for me was the challenge because it was all new but if you're not training for that on the physical fitness level you know you're not gonna have a pot to piss in and you 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 may get killed you know if shit should really go down you know what i mean and and that's kind of always been my you know even from the very you know beginning basically particularly after i got out of my bodybuilding phase you know way back 20 something years ago my view of fitness was can this get me out of a bind what is this any good to get me out of a you know can i win in a fight can i you know rescue somebody you know take them you know down the stairs and out of a burning building is this going to serve me for my preparedness needs if you're not doing anything in the gym to serve you for your readiness your general readiness, and that's whatever you know whether you're in a a wheelchair and you're doing all you can do for that or you have you know your hobble somehow or you're full physically mobile and you're fine you it, it whatever you're doing in the gym and and, and sort of secondarily in nutrition you have to be able to subordinate that to your to your readiness, your preparedness. Otherwise, what good is it to be physically fit if you're really not fit enough to do you know stuff when the shit goes down and it's chaotic and it's multi-directional and it's breathless and, and all that stuff? That is what you know you need to be wrapping your head around and getting down as your physical fitness efforts, or you're you're you know you're you're in the wrong sphere of of activity altogether. You know you want to run and gun, you got to be able to do all that stuff to. To begin with, before you then get into the smaller unit tactics, which hinge upon, yeah, that readiness at basic physical level. Well, and and you saying that, man, that brings up a really important point that I think needs to be pointed out. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people in in the larger prepper community. Right. The over on the forum, man, there were some people this morning that were making making uh, gun show jokes, you know, and, and um, I, I don't know how the, it, it got on that topic. But I mean, whatever. And, you know, I haven't been to a gun show in a very long time because the, there's just there's no point. Like at, at this point, uh, you know, where I am personally, the, I don't see any point in going to a gun show. So I, I haven't been to one in, in, in a hot minute. But. 
that being said, you, you run into specific types, like memes of people at gun shows for sure. And it don't matter where, where you are, you're, you're going to run into this. And there are those people who are like, Oh, well, you know, I'm going to magically get in shape when the shit hits the fan or, or whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, like they, they say this stuff and they, they're like, Oh, you know, well, when, when quote unquote, the shit hits the fan, like it's, it's this magic projected time that, you know, is, is really indeterminate. They're just putting off, taking responsibility for themselves. And, you know, it, it's, it's this magic time that now all of a sudden you're going to be relevant and you're going to magically do all this stuff, you know, like they're, they're failing to realize this is just my, uh, estimation here they're failing to realize the fact that it that fitness takes time to develop it's not something like it's not a it's not necessarily a finite point that you get to but at the same time it's also not something that occurs overnight like you you have to work on it it is something that is in continuity over and over again so with that being said man talk me through like your time frame Real quick there, uh, uh, Scout. Fast. I just want to say something real fast. I, I, oh I, yeah. I, I, that's bare, you know, emphasis there. It, it, the the idea of like, you know, you've mentioned this at various other times. The instant gratification concept is the is the cancer of society in oh, so yeah. many ways. I mean, you know, where to begin? Oh, yeah. But you 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 don't get anywhere in physical skill building. And I have a bunch of physical skills that I work on weekly you know shooting martial arts lifting i mean i mean you go down the line man you must put in the tedious work there is no 12 week program there is no eight week turnaround there is not it doesn't exist you have to start building layer after layer of progress get yourself to a really high point of revolved point of fitness and then you got to keep it and it's like no one you know you can't buy it you can't you can't just suddenly snap your fingers you can't eight week it you can't 12 week it you can't buy supplements you know, you, you have to do it and there's no replacement right. for that. And so it's like, do not think for a second that you're going to rise to the occasion. Even fit people who put time in the gym will get their shit killed and handed to them if they were to get into a really serious fight situation, whether it's a hand to hand or whether it's running and gunning in the woods or whatever. A fight is demanding and you're not going to rise to the fucking occasion just because you think. You oh, can. yeah. Dude, that, that reminds me, man, that like perfect example of that is if, you know, it, anybody that's, that's hung out with me, you know, outside of this world knows I'm a huge MMA fan. And, um, you know, we, we've had that conversation many times and, um, you know, it's it, for whatever reason, it doesn't really translate well to the prepper field. I, I don't know why that is, but Anyway, think back to for anybody that's listening to this, go go and watch the Bob Sapp and Alexander Emilenko fight. Or maybe it was Fedor Emilenko. Yeah, uh Fedor and Alexander are brothers. Fedor, I consider him the, the greatest MMA fighter of all time. Uh hands down. It's a cry of shame, um, that in in a tragedy that he never could make make amends with with uh, Dana White and, and get into the UFC but Fedor was was without a doubt man the you know they call him the last emperor for a reason but anyway point is is that uh one of the two of them I think they both fought Bob Sapp but I, it might have been Fedor or, or maybe but Alexander I think was was probably the better fighter if he had behaved himself he he would have went a lot further in MMA than he did. Of course, Fedor is, you know, like I said, the greatest, but one of the two of them knocked out Bob Sapp. And, and, you know, you, you look at Bob Sapp and this dude is, um, you know, he's massive, man. He's got, he, he's got massive muscle mass. He's just this big giant dude, like physically intimidating, you know, and then you look at a guy like Fedor or Alexander and they're not really like, they don't look like they're the most in shape guy in the world. But when you see the, the videos of them training, like their actual approach to training and how they train for their fights, you know, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of functional strength, like what you were talking about and a lot of target focus training because they're training for a fight. And so, 
you know, you, you got a guy like Bob Sapp who is, you know, doing training like, like traditional bodybuilding methods and getting out there. And he's an incredible fighter, man. I mean, Bob Sapp, the guy's a legend in his own right. He's a tough ass dude. He's a big guy, you know, and, and I, I sure as hell wouldn't want to fight him personally. But, you know, he, he got his jaw broke and dropped in one hit. Wow. And, you know, it's it go go and look that clip up. Go and look that okay. clip up. And and yeah. I mean that that is like when when you were talking about that training, training for a fight, training for purpose, that is exactly what came to mind. That mental image came to mind. And and you know, like I think it's really awesome. Like like all the points that you've put out there, I'm keep I keep getting reminded because you know, coming up, I was huge Fedor fan. In the 2000s, huge fan of that guy because, you know, one, he, he's an incredible fighter. His approach to training was very, very professional, though. Like if you um, you watch any interviews with Fedor and him talking about his his approach to how um, he trained, how he would train for his fights. And it was very target focused. And these, you know, here you are, you're saying the exact same things like you're making all of the same points. I think that's that's amazing. One thing that that comes to mind when we're talking about that is the role of kettlebells, because I get asked a lot about kettlebells. Me personally, I'm a big fan of kettlebells. Um, I got real big into Pavel Satsaline for a while. And, um, you know, until I was having to fight off a couple of other injuries and um, anyway, uh, I had a I, I had a complete tear of my right rotator cuff, which took me a while to recover from. I was trying my best to avoid surgery in that regard. And it, it sucks because, you know, that that's a very painful injury anyway. But, you know, as, as I started getting back into the training aspect of everything, because I mean, that, that was, and when that happened, I already had a minor tear in it, but when it was a complete tear, it, it got, I mean, it, you know, mentally, like you were talking about at the beginning of the show, it, it man, it messes with you. Oh yeah. You know, it really, it, it messes with you, but psychologically, and that compounds with a lot of other injuries too. And it sets back your training program, but with kettlebells specifically, and, and like I said, I've been real big into them. Um, you know, it really, I, I think that it, it is, it's a good solution for a lot of things. What is your, thoughts on kettlebells and where they would fit into a fitness program uh, i'm actually as you're saying that i'm looking here at my pavel Tsatsaline book and through the kettlebell and uh yeah I, I uh i was yes. yeah bro <laughs> he has a couple books out there i like his style too is he's very very russian if you know what i mean um, oh yeah, yeah he uh it's it's good stuff I was already so deep into the barbells and dumbbells that, you know, by the time that I, you know, kettlebells came into my, into my, on my radar, I was, I, I didn't get into it because I didn't, I wasn't looking to learn anything new. And then finally, uh, I got into a, a, a multi-injury stack phase myself and, yep. and, uh, I was like, let me try something a little different, you know, just out of necessity because you know, I can't do them, you know? So, so I got into kettlebells then and I, I just really basic stuff like the swing, uh, or the, 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 and the get up and, 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 and cause that's actually, you know, he just focuses on getting good at what I think three different lifts. And so I did those. I, I enjoyed them. They're really excellent for, you kind of really get strength building and conditioning and, and it's also putting the body through integrated movement patterns that are natural and not just you know repetitively stressing the same joints all the time like a typical barbell lift does see that's the problem with the lifting of the barbells and a lot of exercises the repetitive pattern uh in the same straight line all the time you know to, to grind your your joints down because they're not you know they're not really meant to do that repeatedly under heavy load all the time but then the kettlebell is nice it works out it, it works around that so i have to confess i'm not super familiar with them i have not enough you know prior uh, time in in that game but but i do like kettlebells a lot i think uh, uh they have a lot of cross crossover applications which work extremely well for the person who's looking to beef up their fighting game yeah it's you know and and i got into them my old uh detachment daddy from uh and, and that's a, a nickname for a detachment sergeant um overseas when i was in afghanistan he was big into kettlebells 
And then um, a couple other guys that were on some of the other teams, they had come over from uh, one of the Ranger training battalions and they, they were big into kettlebells and that, you know, like I had heard about them at that point, but you know, like my, my knowledge was limited really to, you know, my experience as, as a wrestler and then, you know, obviously lifting for football and then, you know, trying to lean out for wrestling season, which I always thought ironically would, would immediately follow football season. It's like, you know, you're, you're trying to bulk up and then all of a sudden you're trying to yeah. you're, you're running around in trash bags trying to lose it all, you know. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it, it, it's so such an unhealthy lifestyle too, like, you know, but. But I mean, when you're you're 13, 14, 15, 16, you know, uh, all oh, the way up to take the it off. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like whatever, man. You can you can do that. And then now, you know, the older I get, I realize like you can't be doing that shit no more. Like that's that's not a <laughs> there there are severe ramifications from that. Like you you can't be doing that. You talking and, about um, like wild gyrations with your your you know body weight and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't the, that's like you you're gonna have all sorts of oh, uh, for sure. secondary and tertiary uh, second or third order or negative effects. But anyway, man, the guys got into kettlebells, and I you know like it, it was just something that really hadn't really hadn't took off. I, I didn't really know much about it in the early 2000s, and then by you know the the late 2000s and into the 20 teens it started to really take off and you saw it in a lot of, a lot of other places. So when we were doing, um, army combatives program training, which is uh, really jujitsu based, I thought that it was a, it was a cool way to train, man. It was, um, you know, and, and naturally like we didn't ditch the heavy weights and we didn't ditch any of that stuff. And, and, you know, we're still doing a lot of cardio, but I just thought that it was neat, man. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it had good results, but I will say too, though, like Pavel, when he talks about Turkish getups, Turkish getups is very, very useful with a, a couple of drills like we did in carbine. Yeah. Course. When you're fighting to your feet, yeah, I remember. that is literally yep. a Turkish getup, you know, but with a rifle versus that's right doing it with with a, a kettlebell. But one of the things that I would say about kettlebells is it a lot of times it gets advertised as being you know safe and you don't need a spotter and all this stuff right you could train i'm here to tell you that is hmm. not true um that is how i tore had a complete tear rotator cuff and you can you can tear yourself up pretty bad if if you don't get the technique down exactly right Absolutely. I mean, any 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 lifting of an external load is going to run that risk. And if it's anything that's actually working you, it's, you know, you, know, you, you may injure yourself, too. And, uh, yeah, they of course, they always advertise stuff as, oh, it's safe and whatever. You know, that's what they do with the marketing. But uh, the, uh, you know, the the truth is, you know, if you get intense about physical movement, you, you know, you run the risk of injury, even with kettlebells or whatever. <laughs> so that, that's all there is yeah. to it. So yeah, for sure, man, it, it's. You know, in, in conventional weights, conventional weights should never be ditched for uh, for fads. You know, like that's that's another thing. And and that, man, that really begs the question. And you're gonna laugh at this, but what is your biggest pet peeve with fads right now? Like, what 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 fad that is going on right now in fitness training that just like drives you up the wall? There's a general – so to answer your question, right now I would say it's kind of like that P90X beach body nonsense. Uh, and that's <laughs> – I knew it. That, that's an I eternal – like that, that type it. of shit's been out there for ages in the fitness world. Like you know the – I don't like anything about it. You know, uh, I don't like the, 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 the body that it's trying to promote, this beach body. You know, it's like I, I'm more impressed with – you know, I, I, uh, that's a pet peeve of mine in general is like, you know, that – that mirror obsessed. I'm gonna. I don't even want to call him a lifter or female, or whatever. But typically, you know, this. You know, I see dudes who do the entire fucking workout in front of the mirror, and you know, they're striving for that beach body. So anything that that you know does that type of thing, where it's like, you know, it has everything I hate. It has the, you know, eight weeks for your transformation, and you know, and and you have to have the coach and and the ongoing support 
support and the back and forth chat. And it's just there's all the bells and whistles. Oh, and you also get their their supplements to optimize it. And I just I, it's such a fucking racket. Stuff like that drives me crazy. I mean, I, I there I've been I've been in the fitness for a long time time man you know i've seen many many fads come and go and uh just that whole style of like you know make yourself pretty in, in eight weeks you know idea you know with all the heavy marketing and all the attendant you know proprietary products that come with it it's such a such a scam you know and and all the coaches and all that what a bunch of nonsense you know anything to string people along and make them believe something and make them believe something's happening and make them feel good when when in actuality your beach body's not going to help you run and gun in the woods you know the, the supplements are, are expensive and marked up and you can just go and you know get them cheaper elsewhere and you shouldn't need a fucking coach man you know it's like get your own stuff together you don't need you should need a coach you should have an internal drive to go and do great things and i, I just hate everything about that type of stuff you know that 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 whole marketing approach is just you know it, it brings people down the wrong path you know it's like you got to take command of your own program you got to take command of your own fitness and you got to do your own thing you know with a little knowledge and just work Card and you get the results, you know, all the f- fancy bells and whistles and all these fucking lofty promises. I, I can't stand that, you know, and, and, and again, it sets people back, you know, it makes people not do what they need to be doing. Yeah. No, you know I saying? agree, man. I, I knew I, I, something told me that <laughs> bring up P90X because P90X, <laughs> Tony Horton, man, that's, that's like, guy, man. Man, yeah, yeah, that's that's like he's. I'm not trying to hate on Billy Blanks, you know, because he <laughs> I mean, he Billy Blanks is he's a badass when it comes to martial arts, when it comes to that's the type of guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. he's, he's a legit badass. Right. But, but man, that shit is gimmicky. Like it, it was gimmicky, you know, two decades ago. He's, he's yeah. kind of like he made a, a little bit of a comeback. You know, and, and and it's trying to sell that shit again, and I, man, but but at least there's like a there's a goal to that. There's there's like something useful. The P90X crap, like, uh, bro, oh, forget it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah, man. Yeah. I, I think I think I the the main thing is you know that 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 people need to to know really is you know eat clean food you know most of the time you know as god made the food and as little processing as possible do that go to the gym do some strength training some conditioning be serious about it you don't even have to spend hours and hours there but be focused be true give your best and uh you know and and, and work hard and and that's it you'll you get to achieve great things again you don't need the special programs you don't need the special diets you don't need the video series and the next installment or you know pay for a youtube channel i mean you know everyone's got to make a living somehow but i mean the fitness industry is just chock full of hucksters and people stringing you along you know and 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 knowing full well that you're you know you're trying to do everything you can so that you don't have to work hard and 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 do the uglies and you're just going to be petted on the head you know pay for someone to say you're doing great and and you know wonder why nothing's happening i uh, you know, get, get real people, you know, get, get, do some, some serious work and get your stuff together. It's not that hard, you know, and that's kind of my message is like, you know, I'm, 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 I was, I'm not a physically gifted guy, but again, I've done great things with physical fitness because I've worked hard and I've taken some time to look at what's good. And, and that's what I'd like to try to offer people is like, here's the distillation of everything I've learned to be true with clients, with myself over the course of 20 something years, let's cut through the bullshit and let's get serious. You want to run a gun in the woods, P90X ain't it. Nah, no, nah, I agree, brother. Hundred percent, man, bro. Th- this interview has been fire. It- it's, dude, always, always fastest hour. Um, yeah, no kidding. Think, you weren't joking. I, yeah, it- it's fastest hour imaginable. We're coming up right on the hour, bro. Is, is there any last things that you want to offer up to the Radio Contra audience right now? Um. No, nah, well, I think that's pretty much it. You know, I covered I covered the waterfront there. I mean, I got a couple of specific tips and stuff, but there's I guess there's not enough time to get into them. But uh, like I said, you know, if you don't hear anything else from me, cut down on the carbs, do barbell and dumbbell lifts, kettlebell lifts, work hard, keep adding load to that bar. Don't lie to yourself, and uh, and and you know you're gonna go places. You know, again. It's the, the the formula is very very simple. You know, you just have to be ready to bring the hard work to the table and uh, not be afraid to do what you got to do. You know, so that's pretty Amen. much it. But, Amen, yeah, brother. Man. Conan, dude, it, it's been an honor to have an hour with you 
on here. Likewise. No, it, it's dude. Nah, nah. The, the, the honor is definitely all mine and, and being on with this audience, bro, you know, eight, eight, nine, July, July 8th and 9th fitness class. Come on out. Um, you know, I, I think that come out and train with us, come out and train, man. It, I'm, I'm very, very much looking forward to this because it is something that I think, uh, desperately needs to be offered to the larger community because there's, man, there's a lot of unrealistic expectations that people have out there. And, you know, you, you gotta be grounded in reality and you gotta, you gotta be training for purpose. You know, and, and that's that's our whole idea behind the course is learning how to train, learning how to get control of yourself, your own training program and what you can do at home to build that functional fitness. Yeah, man. Come on down July 8th and 9th. We're going to go over specific lifts. We're going to go over technique. We're going to have barbells and dumbbells there so you can see the visuals. We're going to go over specific nutrition info. You're going to walk, walk away from that weekend and you're going to know exactly what you need to do to have a, to have a better fighting game, whether it's martial arts or whether it's fighting in the woods or whatever, you are going to know how to fight better, how to manage your physical fitness so that you can do a better job at that. You come to that, you're going to know a lot more. So come on down. Amen, brother. Amen. All right. With that said, God bless all of you out there for this edition of Radio Contra. I'm NC Scout. This is my brother Conan right here on the air. It's been great to be with you. We're going to be back on the air very, very soon. God bless. And this is NC Scout out.